You're listening to episode 70 here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And I'd love to stay connected with you on social media. You can follow me using the handle at KellerThinks across all platforms. And if you want to sign up for the Fight for Brilliance text and email list, all you have to do is text the word brilliant to the number 33777. That's the word brilliant to the number 33777. Every one of us are already made brilliant. You don't have to create that brilliance and you don't have to wish you had it. It's already in you. But you're going to have to fight to find that brilliance and you're going to have to fight even harder to live out your brilliance. Now let's get ready to have a conversation that will challenge you to rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in every area of your life. Welcome to this week's episode here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast. I'm Justin Keller, your host, and I want to start out by welcoming anybody who's tuning in for the very first time. This is the show where every single episode is designed to help challenge you to rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in every area of your life so that you can live, lead, and create more brilliantly. And today, I want to help you do that in your life by helping you fight for brilliance by looking at what it looks like to fight for gratitude through hardship. And I think this is often a topic where it can feel trite to talk about gratitude, especially here during Thanksgiving, but there's so much more to gratitude than just saying thank you and just a seasonal uh, holiday that, that we experience. And so I want to talk about fighting for gratitude through hardship. And to do so, I'm going to talk about why gratitude matters, talk about really two primary things that get in the way. And then I'm going to focus on specific practices that I have in my life to fight for gratitude every single day, but specifically look at how to apply this to fighting for gratitude through hardship. And so I'm excited to get into this episode with you. So with that, let's dive in. As I'm recording this, it's the week of Thanksgiving here in 2020, and I think it's fair to say that this year has brought with it some challenges and hardships to probably most people. I can't think of very many people excluded, at least from some challenges this year. You know, we're sitting here 10 months into a pandemic where hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives, jobs, and businesses have been lost, with people experiencing more isolated time at home, they're experiencing depression and loneliness and mental health is something that many are struggling with even more than maybe they were before. And even those who have normally not struggled with mental health are are seeing issues like depression and loneliness creep in for them. You know, families are facing domestic abuse without some of the normal resources that they would have there to help them. Uh, marriages are being strained. Parenting has been harder with the additional role of, you know, at-home teacher thrown on many. And there's a number of other challenges that people have faced and the list could go on. And I would say that there's no doubt that this year has brought with it some unprecedented challenges. And many of us are being tested in ways that we haven't been before. And I would say as someone who is normally very optimistic, things are finally catching up to me too. And I've struggled 
mentally here lately, just in the last couple of weeks, especially, I've just felt the weight of how everything feels harder than it was before. Building my business feels harder. Parenting feels harder. Finding a healthy and consistent rhythm in my life has been harder. And I I know that things could be worse, but just knowing it could be worse isn't a fix for how hard something is right now. So with all of these issues happening in our country, around the world, and in our lives, how do we still fight for gratitude? And I want to talk about that. But the first thing that we have to understand is why gratitude matters. Regardless of everything that's going on, the hurdles, the struggles, the challenges that we face, gratitude matters and we need to understand why. Sweta Bathra, a lead therapist at Inner Hour, wrote this. Studies show that expressing gratitude can boost social interactions, reduce depression and anxiety, and even increase resilience in the face of stress. Individuals who express gratitude are more likely to have lower blood pressure, better immune system functioning, and improved quality of sleep. In fact, they've also been found to become more attentive, generous, and compassionate toward others. You know, as I read what she wrote there and the list of benefits of gratitude, it makes it sound like gratitude is this super drug and this key to happiness, right? So why wouldn't we be overdosing on gratitude? Now, I'm sure there are a lot of reasons why we don't choose gratitude. and There are a lot of factors that keep us from choosing it. But as I examine my own life and even others around me, I think it really boils down oftentimes to negativity and pride that keeps us from choosing gratitude. You know, now more than ever, it's really easy to focus on the negative. And on top of that, unfortunately, we are hardwired to see the negative because of something called negativity bias. This negativity bias is that wiring that's in each of us that helps us survive. This negativity bias helps us recognize dangers and threats. And then in return, it helps us take action against that threat. But that same gift of survival becomes a natural roadblock that we have to face in the fight for gratitude in our lives. So we have to recognize that seeing the negative is naturally easier than seeing the positive in our lives. But just because the good in life is harder to see it doesn't mean that it's not there to be found. And gratitude may take more work, but it's worth the fight. After all, anything worthwhile is worth the work. And I think that may be why gratitude is so rewarding to those who fight for it. And then there's our pride that gets in the way of gratitude. Psychologist and professor Robert Emmons wrote that people who are ungrateful tend to be characterized by excessive sense of self-importance, arrogance, vanity, and an unquenchable need for admiration and approval. Narcissists reject the ties that bind people into relationships of reciprocity. They expect special favors and feel no need to pay back or pay forward. Perhaps Emmons is depicting the extremes, and maybe we don't even You don't have to fall into the classification of narcissists in order for our pride to get in the way. All that has to happen for our pride to block gratitude is we simply take what we have for granted. We assume that our relationships are guaranteed, our jobs, 
love, trust, and success that are all owed to us and they're rightfully ours. When that happens, gratitude is absent. But when you don't assume that what you have is guaranteed, that it's your right or that it's owed to you, gratitude then has room to be present. So I think for starters, it's really important for us to recognize what's in the way because gratitude matters. And so it's important that we know what's keeping us from choosing it. Is it our pride and just taking life and taking things for granted or is it the negativity? And I think you know, specifically right now, what I want to talk to is probably the negative thoughts that are bombarding so many of us and keeping us from being uh, grateful in our lives. And so I want to look at some of the practical things that I practice in my life to help me find the good and fight for gratitude. And again, keep this focused on what I do to fight for gratitude, specifically through hardship. The first thing that I do is I fight for gratitude with acceptance. You know, it's okay to recognize and accept that things aren't easy, that they're painful, and that they're tough. In fact, it's necessary that you acknowledge and accept that. You know, I think we often try to use willpower to get through painful and tough things and through hardships, but willpower might help you plow through life's adversities, but willpower does not diminish the stress or take away the reality of what we're going through. And I know firsthand, gratitude through hardship always outperforms willpower through hardship. You know, I used to be afraid to accept the current reality when it was tough. I would just dismiss my struggles and try to pretend like they weren't real. And that did not work at all. But what does work is accepting that things are hard and then still choosing to deliberately fight for gratitude regardless of how hard things are. You know, willpower tells you just get over it. And gratitude says, let's get through this. And gratitude is also what allows us to safely lean into the situation to see what it can teach us instead of trying to skip past it. Elizabeth Lesser, the co-founder of Omega Institute, which is a nonprofit that focuses on human well-being and brain development. Uh, she wrote this. She wrote, when we resist change and loss, we bring more pain onto ourselves. We become hardened, angry, and resentful. Now, for me, I try to remember that what I'm going through has happened. I can't make it unhappen by obsessing and resisting it. And so one of the things that I do is I'll either write down or I'll say it out loud even to myself that here's what the reality is and I'll state the hardship and then I'll explore how it's making me feel and then I'll ask myself, what is this teaching or showing me? And if I can't answer that yet, I'll just start to explore what could it teach me or show me? So it helps me shift that perspective and it helps me fight for gratitude with acceptance of whatever I'm going through. And then the next thing I do is this, is I fight for gratitude by prompting gratitude. You can't just expect gratitude to happen. You have to prompt it. You know, last week I was experienced what I would call a case of the COVID blues and I had enough of this. And maybe you'll relate. I was just in a funk with my work. I felt lackluster in how I was showing up for London and 
I just didn't feel strong emotionally. I was defeated, which I feel like actually takes a lot to drag me down. And, but it was feeling like that really in every area of life at once. And so it's just kind of all caught up with me. And so I literally walked through that first step that I described of fighting for gratitude with acceptance. But what's important to know is that acceptance doesn't mean that I'll feel grateful. And I know that already. And so I knew that I needed to prompt gratitude in my life. And so even though it was a rest day for me in my training, a day off, I decided I'm going to go out and do a hard run. And I chose that because I personally am flooded with gratitude every time I run. I know there's plenty of you who hate running and you would never choose to do it. But for me, I am just flooded with gratitude every time that I run and I forget what's going on. You know, for that hour or so, I shift my focus and and really find myself able to center my emotions. And then at the end of every run, I just feel grateful that I was able to get out and do that. And so for me, running is a gratitude prompt. You know, for you, it could be playtime with your kids. It could be doing yoga, maybe making time to read a book. It could be grabbing coffee with a friend. It could be a Uh, going out for a special meal. It could be a phone call to check on a friend. What's important is that you learn what prompts gratitude for your life. Notice it and then refer to it when you know you need a dose of it. You know, another way that I prompt gratitude is by asking questions and then writing in a journal. And if you're not a journal type of person, just grab sticky notes or a piece of paper to write this down. But the motion of writing this down the question and the answer is is important. So make sure you do that. But here are three questions that I use to prompt gratitude. The first is this. What is there in my life right now that isn't guaranteed? And then that helps me sort of reflect on things that maybe I'm taking for granted. That opens up a chance to be grateful for that. And then another question that I use as a gratitude prompt is, What couldn't I have done recently without someone else? This just helps me get over that pride and focus on who are the people in my life that are helping make things happen? Who do I need to appreciate? And then another gratitude prompt question that I use is, what was something good that happened today? That one's a really simple one, but especially when you're feeling negative, it's there's gotta be at least something good. It could be the fact that your breakfast turned out great. It could be, you know, something really big and you that happened in your life or something small. It doesn't matter. I think that we can all find something good if we are intentionally looking for it. You know, and if these questions don't work for you, then come up with your own. You know, these just happen to be the ones that I have as sort of my go-to gratitude prompts. And but find, you know, first what is something that prompts gratitude in, in your life, um, maybe an activity, and then establish maybe three questions. You don't have to answer all three every time, but have three different questions that you can kind of refer to to help prompt gratitude in your life. And then the next thing that I do to fight for gratitude is I fight for gratitude by removing contingencies. Gratitude isn't conditional. It doesn't need to be supported by perfect conditions. Gratitude can exist on its own regardless of what's happening around you. And, you know, so often we carry the I can't wait for this to be over or I'll be so glad when this is over attitude through our hardships. But by doing so, 
we place a contingency on our gratitude that when this is over, then we're going to be grateful to be through the hardship. Removing the contingencies allows us to be grateful through the hardship regardless. Gratitude contingencies just position ourselves to hope for better days instead of actually finding a way to make today better. The next thing is this, I fight for gratitude with consistency. Let's look at what some of the benefits of gratitude are that I stated earlier from psychologist Sweta Bratha. It boosts social interactions, reduces depression and anxiety, even increases resilience in the face of stress, uh, more likely to have lower blood pressure, better immune system functioning, improved quality of sleep, more attentive, generous, and compassionate toward others. Gratitude has so many emotional and physical benefits, and that's why I think it should be practiced daily. You know, you don't wait until you need to feel grateful to practice gratitude, just like it's not recommended that you wait until you're unhealthy to start exercising. Much like physical exercise, the greatest benefits of gratitude are found through consistency and daily practice. The reason why it's so important to practice this daily is I know that it won't prevent hardships, it won't eliminate hardships from happening, but when you make this a daily part of your life, what happens is I think gratitude will more quickly become an instinctive response through the hardships that you're facing. And that's that's why I practice gratitude daily and I even include my son in the practice of gratitude. I start, uh, for me personally, I start every day writing down one thing that I'm grateful for, and then I write down why I'm grateful for it. It's a really simple practice, but it's something that I do consistently and I do it every day. And I don't just write down the one thing that I'm grateful for. The writing down why I'm grateful for it, that's really what allows me to unpack gratitude instead of just staying on the surface and writing down one thing that I'm grateful for. I do the same thing again at night. And then when I'm with my son, I do the same process with him at night and ask him what he's grateful for today. You know, even starting last year when he was five, I started including asking him why he was grateful for whatever he said. And I'm hoping that by doing so, he'll start to see more in each moment, just like I do when I go through this process. You know, to me, teaching London to practice gratitude is huge. It's easy to teach our kids to be polite and to show common courtesy by expressing thank you, you know, when someone does something for them or gives something to them. But to teach our kids to say thank you isn't enough. And and that's why I believe that instilling and understanding and practice of gratitude in our kids is a gift that we can give them. And all it costs is some intentionality. And I love what happens now is it's so cute when I do this routine with my son if I ask him and for, and I start to move on to singing or praying that night, he'll stop me and say, you didn't tell me what you're grateful for. And so I love that he's seen this as a practice and we're also having this as a shared experience together. And then the last thing is this, I fight for gratitude by expressing it. In the words of William Arthur Ward, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Don't wait for people to do something for you, give you something, or for the next time that you talk to them to express gratitude. Give your gratitude away generously and spontaneously to those in your life. Look, I've already said it, but I'll close out by saying it again. Gratitude isn't easy. There's so much life that gets in the way of allowing us to see the good in our lives, but with some work 
and oftentimes a lot of work, I believe we can always find a reason to be grateful. But we have to be fully present and aware and see all of life and not just the limited temporal hardships that tend to block our view. Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius said, all you need are these, certainty of judgment in the present moment, action for the common good in the present moment, and an attitude of gratitude in the present moment for anything that comes your way. I just want to close out by acknowledging that I know things are tough right now. And if they aren't for you, then they likely will be at some point. And my hope for you is that you choose to fight for gratitude through hardship, regardless of what you're facing, because I promise you it's worth it. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would share this with two or three people and let's together be a community that is fighting for gratitude through hardship. As always, I'd love to stay connected with you. So be sure to follow me on social media. You can do so by using the handle at Keller Thinks across all platforms. And I love to keep the conversation going with you. So share with me some of the things that you do in your life to practice gratitude. Just send me a DM on social media and let's keep the conversation going. And as always, uh, sign up for the Fight for Brilliance email and text list. This is where I share latest episodes as well as resources that I'm using in my own life to help me fight for brilliance. And so I share those things with you through that. You can sign up by texting the word brilliant to the number 3377. That's the word brilliant to the number 3377. Seven seven seven. All right, until next time, here's your weekly reminder that you, yes, you, you are brilliant. <laughs>